Awesome. Great job, worship team. Yeah. Yeah. And let me give a shout out to Frankie. Um, his friendship worship team debut has, was online. Frankie's playing the acoustic back there. So uh, excited to see our worship team growing. And thank you all for filming that and uh, giving us some time to worship um, tonight. So, so we're in this series that we started. Uh, it's called In the Beginning. And what we're doing throughout this year is we're going through the story of the Bible, really from beginning to end, um, really feeding off of this Bible reading plan that, that's called F260 or Foundations 260 Bible Reading Plan. And this is a through the Bible, 260 passages of scripture that every disciple should know. Um, these are like foundational passages. So I had a good question um, by email this last week that was like, are we not going through the whole Bible? We're going from beginning to end, but we're not hitting every book, chapter, verse. We're hitting 260 passages throughout this year. And so every Sunday, our sermon uh, or Wednesday, our conversation will revolve around one of the readings from that week. And uh, what we're doing tonight, actually, so the way that my Bible reading, like the way I'm, I'm doing like a Monday through Friday, it's five days a week. And so actually today, uh, on this day, fell the passage that we're talking about tonight, which is Genesis chapter 22. It's like I planned that or something. I, I didn't. Um, so what we're going to do is, uh, you know, so the way this plays out too is I had asked Jake to be on standby to preach on Sunday if my voice didn't come back. And then we had the weather thing. And then we're like, we just had this harebrained idea. Like, let's try something different if we do this online service. And rather than just, you know, me or him preaching to a camera, what if we just had a conversation and we talked and we sermonized? It's my word. Um, <laughs> Genesis chapter 22. And so that way, if nobody shows up online and we've got a handful of y'all, if you haven't said hello, please say hello in the chat. Um, that way, if nobody else shows up, um, me and Jake can have a good old Bible study discussion and we're two or more gathered, right? We can... We can do this. So, yes, sir. Amen. So, we're just going to, I think, what we'll do is read through uh, Genesis chapter two and um, and then we'll kind of move into some conversation. Hey, Tiffany, she is on, and we got Pamela, hey, and Peggy, welcome. Did I miss anybody else, Miss Carol? I don't think I officially said hi. I give you a shout out to the Bills, but. Um, we're just glad y'all are here. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to, hey, Lisa, and to the Dixons. Um, so, Jake, since you've got the stronger, younger voice, I'm going to have you do the reading, okay? So I'm going to put these verses up on the screen, and, and you can uh, read them, and then we'll walk through Genesis 22. Awesome. Let's do it. All right, here we go. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took, uh, took, of his, took two of his young men with him and his son, Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, 
Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. All right. Awesome. Thank you. And Jessica, the peanut gallery here. Um, this is hard to like work all of this and I'm trying to pay attention to the chat. No <laughs> countdown. Y'all can give us, you know, the two minute warning or whatever you want to give us. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so Genesis chapter 22, what an incredible, uh, I feel like I say this about every passage. Like this is one of my favorites. I just, I love this. Um, I it. yeah. It's such an incredibly rich passage of scripture. And it, yet it's one of those that like in 2022, you read it and it's kind of bizarre. It's kind of baffling. We don't, it, it doesn't fit into, you know, the United States in 2022. And yet we have an incredible lesson that we see here. And um, I just want to put up real quick. Uh, I forgot this earlier, but the sermon title, the sermon discussion title is Trusting God Through the test of life, trusting God through the test of life. And um, obviously you see in this passage um, a testing of Abraham going on. And so um, Jehovah Jireh, uh, you are exactly right, Tammy. And I'm, I, as I read that, um, I was like, man, I'm surprised that my man Andrew um, didn't have Jireh. We didn't sing Jireh tonight um, or this week. Um, he's always on top of it, but I think he was probably like, he probably saw it and was like, yeah, that's, I'm going to go a different route, but that's not, um, it's not subtle enough. You know, it's too obvious. I know it's way too obvious, <laughs> um, but that's where we get that Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will, um, provide. So, Hey, Linda, um, and Kim and, um, Marilyn also on here as well. Um, so I think what we're, we wanted to take a few minutes to do, um, uh, one of the things we've been talking about as we're in this. Um, Bible reading plan as a church is utilizing what we call a here journal. And so I don't know if any of y'all are doing this. If you are, um, give me a shout out in the chat. Um, if you're not, um, you should start. And the way that this works is here is an acrostic H-E-A-R. So like we just did, we read through a passage of scripture. Um, and if we were to do the H, that means highlight. So we highlight a verse that maybe stood out or spoke to us. 
Um, e is explain. So explain what did the authors, what were they meaning in this passage? So kind of explain what's going on there. A is we apply it, um, which means, okay, how does, how do, what are the consequences for me? How do I live this out? Um, if I want to be obedient to what I see here. And then R is respond. So Jake, <coughs> I need to get a drink of water. Would you walk through yours? <laughs> of, course, of course. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So the first, I'd say the, the verses that stuck out to me, um, first in verse one, it says, God tested Abraham. And I think that just when I was first reading it, it just opened my eyes to see, okay, so what is like, what's the context of all of this? Um, it, this used to be a, a passage that I used to struggle with a lot because I would see it and be like, man, I don't, I don't know if I could obey like that, but it's in testing. So God as Abraham's father is testing him. So that was the first thing that, um, verse that stuck out to me. Um, next was verse eight, where it says, God will provide the lamb. And, um, I believe that was Abraham saying in verse eight, let me read it real quick. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they won't, so he was, he responded to Isaac. And so what it, what it was showing me was Abraham, as you look through this whole process and it was three days, he, the whole time had total confidence that God was going to provide the sacrifice or, and I'm sure um, if you guys have heard the verse in uh, Hebrews 11, where it says that Hebrew or um, uh, Abraham was even confident that uh, God would bring Isaac back from the dead. There it is. You had it queued up and ready um, by faith. Abraham. I'll read it by faith. Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. So Abraham had total faith in God's promise because God had promised that he was going to provide um, offspring and a nation through Isaac. And so he was totally trusting that that would happen. So that verse stuck out to me as well, um, where God says, or Abraham says that uh, God would provide um, the sacrifice. Verse 12 as well stuck out to me. It says this, he said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son for me. And actually I reread this um, right before we jumped on Andrew and, um, I think what it, it showed me and uh, was that Abraham's ultimate trust was in God. His ultimate, God was his ultimate treasure. God was um, his, what he found most satisfying because, you know, if, if the bottom of Abraham's happiness was his son or the gift that Abraham um, received from God, then, um, he would have been, I don't, he wouldn't have been able to carry on through this, but because it was God and his promise and God was, um, the most important thing to Abraham, his greatest treasure, his greatest love, then, um, he was able to carry on. So anyways, yeah, that verse 12, um, about how, uh, 
God knew that Abraham feared him. And then lastly, uh, verse 13 and 14 stuck out to me as well. And that says, Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And I think just, um, oh yeah, and so Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. So just that God provided, and I love I love the wording of that, where it's um, Abraham lifted up his head and behold, um, there was the ram. And I feel it, it just makes me think of, um, you know, there's a verse in the New Testament. I can't think of where it's at, but it talks about, you know, beholding uh, God's, I believe it's, Oh man, I don't know. But anyways, it just, it reminds me of beholding is like, you know, it's like, look, it's like, um, it's a sort of a statement of amazement. And it was like, behold, like God came through on his promise. The sacrifice has been provided. Um, and then verse 14 as well, that's just, uh, it stuck out to me because um, you know, one way that we're able to remind ourselves that, uh, God is good and that he comes through on his promises is we look back to what he has done before. And so we do that through scripture. We do that, um, through the testimonies of other people. And then we do it in our own lives when we're able to, you know, Abraham, um, it says that in, in verse 14, what he built in all. Well, but Yeah. There, okay, yeah, the Lord provided on the mount, the Lord it shall be provided. So anyway, so it helps, it helped them to look, they can look back now and be reminded that God provided for Abraham. Um, and I feel like it's, well, we'll get to that later, I guess, with applying and responding, but um, just the reminder to be thankful for those things. So that's what I had for H. I'll move on to E. So explain and explain what was the original, what was the author's original intent um, with the passage. So um, like I said before, when it came to like the, you know, what was the overarching theme of the whole passage? You know, I think that's a helpful way to look at passages is say, okay, what is this trying to commu communicate to me? And I think at, the top of it, it's that God will provide like, like, um, Tammy says there, Jehovah Jireh. And that as Christians our our full confidence can be in that God is going to provide what he promises, um, to provide. And then also just that this was testing, you know, this was, um, it was a test. So tests can be failed. You know, I'm sure that we have had tests that we have failed in our in our past and our faith walk. Um, but just to be reminded that this was a test to Abraham. Um, also, I think Abraham, that Abraham had full confidence that God himself would provide the sacrifice so that even he would raise Isaac from the dead. So we already talked about that Hebrews 11, 17 and 18, but that. Abraham had full confidence that God would come through on his promise. And that's just the overarching theme all the way throughout, you know, this, this, 
because of the travel that it would have taken to go to where God wanted them to go, this took a few days. And so during this whole time, Abraham had to have full confidence all the way through, you know, maybe he wavered at different points. We don't know, but um, I know in that Romans four verse, it talks about how Abraham didn't waver in unbelief Um, anyways, but that, you know, this was a sustaining faith that Abraham had and the bottom of his faith wasn't, it wasn't something that he did. Um, it wasn't something like his own faith wasn't the bottom of it, but the foundation, his full confidence was in what God had said, you know, do we have, it's, you know, having full confidence that God could even raise his son from the dead. Um, so that, I think that just comes through so clearly, uh, throughout the whole passage. Um, and then verse 14 as well, uh, I think at the end, I kind of explained this already, but that uh, we look back and we thank God for his provision, for what he's done for us. So that's that's what I had for E, for explaining. Now applying, and how can I apply this uh, more practically? Um, I think first of all, uh, actually, can I go back? I have one more thing for explain. I'm going to cheat and I'm going to go back. Uh, so, go okay, <laughs> will you allow it? <laughs> I will allow it this time. <laughs> Go for it. Um, but just, I was reading through this again uh, before, and I had that um, God provides what he commands. And just that, you know, God had commanded that Abraham do this, but it wasn't like he left Abraham out there hanging out to dry. And then you you think about even in the New Testament, um, you know, we're commanded to love others. We're commanded to, have faith and but the new testament also talks about how um we love because god first loved us and how he he works that one of the fruit of the spirit is love um or it talks about in the new testament that um faith is a gift and so um god provides what he commands and and so he was god was fully willing to provide exactly what abraham needed um to walk through this so Mm. That was the last thing I had for explain. (laughs) And then um, apply. I have uh, just trusting God and his promises. Um, And what I wrote was uh, God's promises are more real, uh, more palpable and more true than my current situations. So just that I can live every day or, you know, I should live every day as if um, God's promises are, more true than whatever thought is going through my head or whatever situation I'm going through. Um, and that's how Abraham acted because, um, you know, he was being commanded to sacrifice his son. And yet he believed more that, um, God would provide for him there. Um, I, I honestly, I often live as if God is not coming through on his promises, you know? And so, I think a practical way for me to apply this is, is, um, trusting them. And I, and I think too, knowing his promises, you know, that's, that's one step in the right direction is, um, feeding on his promises every day and, um, you know, memorizing it and, um, you know, just setting time, setting time aside every day, 
um, to go through like some of these Bible plans that we're doing, <laughs> meeting together with yeah. others as well to be encouraged with God's promises. Um, and then I guess also we I act in faith knowing that God has secured every promise. Every promise is yes and amen in him. Mm-hmm. Um, that There's no uncertainty, you know, about God's promises, no uncertainty about who he's made me as a Christian, um, that I can walk in full confidence of those things. So that's what I had for apply and then um, for res- respond. Um, Andrew, we were talking about this a little bit before. And one thing I love that you said was um, responding with a prayer. And I love mm-hmm. that. You know, that's, uh, I think that's a great way to start because it's, um, it's just admitting. I think a lot of it's just admitting, I can't do this without you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I need you. Um, I don't have what it takes, but um, with God, all things are possible. So mm-hmm. I think prayer is a great way to start. And then I think too, um, it's really not in the passage, but I think really in order, because this is at least the way that I think is um, all of God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. But I think unless we we have a full confidence that we really know him, it's going to be a pretty hard to trust those promises. <clears throat> so I think just developing, um, developing, uh, an intimate relationship with him. So whether that would be, you know, starting a relationship with God. Um, but then obviously, you know, if you're a Christian, it would be spending time with him in prayer daily and, um, and just pouring these promises into, into your heart. And then, um, and then I already mentioned this kind of, but knowing and then trusting his promises. So, uh, memorizing promises, um, and then trusting them and then act, acting in faith. So yeah, that's what I had. That's good. Yeah. And the, the whole point of this, you know, we use that acrostic here because all good Christians and pastors like to use acrostics. Um, right. but it's like really the goal is to hear from God. And so like what you just shared was what, you know, God was speaking to you through his word. And, um, oddly enough, I had the exact same thing written down all of it. Same thing. It's really good. God spoke to me the same <laughs> stinking way. Um, really? Although you picked, you literally picked, I think, every verse in that passage. You, I don't think you left any of them out. You got all of them, which is awesome. <laughs> there we go. And we didn't have any of this planned. I know. That's amazing. Um, but, I, you know, for me, I, I won't go through necessarily my here journal, but just some other thoughts too. Is, yeah we talked through this and as I was like just marking things down, I was thinking about what we talked about last week, um, which was forever ago, like a week and a half ago, you know, God promises, God provides. And so, you know, here is God who makes this promise to Abraham and he says, I'm going to make of you, you know, a, a mighty nation or, you know, like the, the dust of the, the, the ground or dust of the earth and the stars in the sky is going to be like your, your offspring. And so he makes this promise and it's going to come through this, um, the son Isaac. And so he makes this promise and here we are several years later, right? So he gives him the son, um, you know, in their old age, he defies human logic. He gives him the son. And so it's been a few years since he initially made that promise, you know, that he was going to provide. 
and um, and then gives him Isaac. Isaac has grown up. He's a young man at this point in Genesis 22. And so it's as if God comes back. And I think that's why you see in the very beginning here, it talks about, um, let me see if I can pull this up in the first couple of verses. Um, take your son, your only son. Um, or actually, no, verse one. After these things, God tested Abraham. And so, like, so this whole thing is all about testing. And so it's like years after he made that promise, God comes back to him and it's as if he's saying, okay, I know you believed me back when I promised and it was counted to you for righteousness, but do you still believe me? Like it's been years later and he's like, remember that promise I gave you? Um, Do you still believe that promise? Because now I'm asking you to go kill your son, the promised son that's going to provide that seed that's going to be like the stars in the sky. So, okay, Abraham, do you really believe? Um, and, And he calls him to do this crazy off the wall thing to sacrifice a son and this is the promised son and so I, I don't know to me i just like that really hit me just like he's coming back to him um it's great that you believed him when you first heard him but okay it's been a few years do you still believe that promise that i gave you and he tests him by saying okay um are you going to sacrifice him um so just a crazy story and just the faith that you see in abraham you know that passage in hebrews 11 that because um, we look at this and go, okay, this is just a weird, like, why would he go and, like, literally he's got the knife in hand and he's like, it says he's getting ready to slaughter his son. Like, he's going to this point. Well, it's because his faith was so strong that he believed that God was actually going to raise him from the dead. Because he did believe his promise that he was going to provide through this son. And so I, I even love, like, back in this passage here, let me see if I can find it. Um, you know, he brings these young men with him. And then um, he says in verse five, Abraham said to the young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And so he, he's going to sacrifice his son. But to him, it's like this act of, of worship and oh, obedience. And he's like, I'm going to, we're going to go worship, but we're going to come back. We're yeah. like, what did he say that actually? So like. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Wow, so like yeah. he fully believed. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this as an act of worship. But God is going to raise him from the dead because this is the promised son. This is the one he promised me. And so like he would go through this crazy act of going to sacrifice his son because of his faith that God was going to raise him from the dead. And, and so... Um, really just this big idea um, in this passage of um, growth in our faith is going to require testing. Like God is going to test us and he's, he wants to see like, do you really believe what I've said enough to like act on it and do things that seem bizarre? Like, because you so trust me and believe what I've told you is true. And, uh, and here's Abraham and man, he passes that test. Crazy. So yeah, a lot of good stuff in this story. Um, you know, a couple things too. Like, so he, the story kind of, it commends Abraham's faith, but it also like shows that substitution is a, a part of the way that God is going to, you know, provide. And um, if you go down to, I'm just going to pull up verse 13. Um, Abraham went at the bottom here. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering. And these next four words are really important. 
instead of his son. Mm. And so what you see is like God provided um, the sacrifice, a substitution uh, for his son. And so instead of offering his son, he offered up this substitution. And so it, it like points the way towards this, um, you know, savior who was going to be the substitutionary atonement for our sin, who was going to stand in our place and take our punishment for our sin. Um, and so like from the very beginning, again, that's why this, I love the series in the beginning and go back to Genesis. You just see these foundational truths that permeate the whole story of God. And yeah. here's this, this whole idea of substitution from the very beginning, which I think is, is amazing. Yeah, that is. That's awesome. What else? Anything else you pulled out of? No, I I love what you were talking about with um, the first thing you mentioned about uh, how, okay, yes, Abraham, you believed back then. Do you still believe me now? And I've heard it talked about like in the New Testament how faith is usually belief is being described as an ongoing present act Mm. you know it's not just about that you know one time five years ago or one time ten years ago or or whatever Um, but every day we wake up and and we go to battle we um, we trust the miraculous promises Mm. again of what God has said I love that Um, no I think that's that's all that I had really I think I think just the one thing that, you know, I used to, I, I mentioned this a lot, I used to struggle out with this passage just with, I think just looking at it and be like, man, how could I ever do something like that? I don't think I could ever, I'm not that, I'm not strong enough for that. And, um, but I, I think it just comes down to um, God was greater than anything else to Abraham, even um, the gifts that God had given him. And, you know, so I think that's a really applicable thing to our own lives is um, what's the bottom of our affection? Is it God or is it one of his gifts that he's given us? You know, and that can be a challenging question to ask because none of us are perfect. Um, But yeah. And and so that I think that helped me because I I think the ultimate goal to come away with is. um man, God is our provider. Mm -hmm. He is, we can have a hundred percent full confidence and that's what faith is, you know, in his promises. So, yeah. Yeah. Not to like do a throwback to the last sermon, but it's like, you know, when God promises, like you can bank on it, he's going to provide. And, and I just love seeing that like on display and, and Abraham, you know, that he like, even years later was like, I, I love what you said about faith that, ongoing you know like it reminds me even like saving faith it's like it's not just about like a one-time prayer where i had faith when i you know prayed to you know to ask jesus into my heart or however i want to say that um no if if that was true saving faith then it would continue on and you would see that on display in your life past that moment of prayer or you know decision it's it is an ongoing thing and so, yeah. And so let me say this too. There's actually, I'll throw this out. So I want to pull in the people for just a moment. Um, so we see two types of Christ in this, in this passage. And um, a type is kind of like a picture, a pointer towards Christ. So 
There's two um, types or pictures of Christ in this passage. Anyone want to participate and hazard a guess on, on any of those? You've only got, I mean, there's not a ton of characters here. Um, so you've got kind of a multiple choice if you go back to the passage. But a couple mm-hmm. pictures of, of Christ that we see in this passage. And we'll wait while Jake does the Jeopardy theme song. Is that Jeopardy? I think so. (laughs) Yes, that is. You got it. (laughs) We didn't rehearse that. Sorry. Just ad lib in here. We're waiting. Is anybody? Let me see if. Okay, people are still with us, I think. I didn't know. It's been a while. We've been talking for a while. We didn't get the two minute warning. Um, These are hard questions, Andrew. Yeah, so I want to type it in here just two types or pictures of Christ in Genesis 22. Let's see if it pops up here. <clears throat> Maybe it's easier if people can see it. Two types or pictures of Christ. People are like, I know. <laughs> you have six. six? Ooh, okay. All right. Um, what is going on here? Sorry, I'm having stuff pop up on my screen. Six minutes. Oh, I thought you like. I thought. I thought uh, Pastor Bagwell was gonna six give us six oh, types thought, yeah. of Christ. I was like, wow, she's been studying this intently. <laughs> um, six minutes till eight. Okay, thank you. All right. Um, God's only son. Okay, that's good. That is good. Yeah. So, who who was this? Who was described in the passage as an only son, loved by his father? Marilyn, you you got it. Who's the person you're referring to in the passage? Christ is God's only son. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> The ram is there you go. answer number two. Two. That's very good. We'll get to that in a second. <clears throat> the sun. Okay, so let me go back in the passage and see if I can find it. Verses one and two. Verse number two, which I love, by the way, three times in this passage, Abraham says those words, here I am. I love that about Abraham. I, I think you see that three times in this passage when he, like, I think he responds to Isaac this way too, but and to the Lord. So this call, this response, here I am, which always reminds me of Isaiah six when God says, "Who's going to go for us?" It's just like this, this response of obedience, like here I am, raising my hand. Um, Sidetrack. Okay, verse number two, he said, "Take your son, your only son." There we go, Marilyn got it. Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and offer him there. So. I mean, you see multiple things there, how um, he is a son, the only son who's loved of his father, and he's going to be an offering. So, Shout out to Carol as well. Carol also. Oh, there she is. Yeah, perfect. I totally missed that. Gold stars. Gold stars. Yes, we will pass out treats on Sunday. Um, so Carol, Marilyn, very good. Isaac is one, and then 
Mrs. Tate, very good. Number two is the Ram, the Ram. Um, and I don't know if y'all saw that. Um, well, actually, it just kind of plays into what we said. Why, why is the Ram, whether this is Jake or anybody online or Annette or anybody, why is the Ram a picture of Christ in this passage? And you can answer too, Jake, if you want to, if it gets yeah. to... Uh, I'll give it, I'll give it a few seconds, and then if not, we'll proceed. Um, They're like typing furiously. They're like, wait, I know. wait. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's Boom. a good one word summary. Boom. It's Tammy. You got it. It was a sacrifice. Nice. It was a sacrifice. Or another S word. Um, when we talked about it's uh, substitution, there we right? go. He was yeah. a sacrifice. He was a substitution, or the innocent substitute whose blood was there. You go, Carol. Was his blood was shed as an offering? So yeah, two incredible pictures um, there, pointing to Christ, Isaac, and the Ram. Yeah, awesome, Jake. Any final parting words before we do one more song i know we've only got two minutes but we'll wrap it up and play a song and and then finish no no i just love this passage it's been great love doing this glad we got to do this yeah yeah it's been it's been very cool let me just throw this up here so i can use the slides that i created um, here is kind of the two points if you divide this up. Abraham is obedient through the testing, the first seven verses, and then God is faithful to provide a substitute. And then I'm just going to throw up this kind of bottom line that we mentioned earlier, is that growth in your faith requires testing from God. Um, so if let me just say this, if you're in a time of testing, which, you know, very likely many of you are, um, you've just, or you've just come out of one or just going into one, realize that the point of that is, is God wants to grow you. He wants to test you um, so that you can pass and so you can grow and be more and more like Christ and so you can be faithful and obedient through it. So, Amen.